Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to the Faith FM Breakfast Show. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with the Double L team this morning with Lyle and... Liam. Good morning, Lyle. How are you? I'm doing amazing this morning. That's good. That's good. Yes. What are you thankful for? Uh, this morning, I'm actually thankful for something that's it's, it's a little bit personal to me. Last week in Cairns, uh, where, where I'm from, where I come from, there was a terrible accident where uh, a lovely young lady, she, she unfortunately, she lost her life and she drowned in a, in a notoriously dangerous uh, spot in a river. And this morning, I'm thankful that, that she was found. Um, so yeah, terrible tragedy happening. It in was indeed. Area and somebody who went to your school. She like, did indeed. Yeah. She was in the grade below me. Um, that's, that's very sad. But at but least the uh, they have found the body, and that's uh, important for people. Indeed, in closure. That's it. So that's what I'm mm. thankful for this morning. What are you thankful for this I'm morning? I'm thankful for the Easter break. I had an amazing time working on my house, doing all kinds of things, um, getting a whole bunch of stuff done. It's one of those things you can do when you. Uh, uh, during lockdown is uh, get things done and we've been getting lots of things done so Easter break is always good for that kind of thing very good um, yeah it's been, it's been great productivity is a must yes I had a very destructive time yeah and destructiveness is always fun so um, been ripping out walls and smashing things and breaking things and tearing things out and making a mess in the yard and yeah just having a all-round good I'm about time. halfway there. I'm about halfway there as far You're as... getting there. As far as the destructive phase goes. You're having a good time with your brand new house. Yes. That's good. It's and good tools to and shed and everything that goes right along with it. So, yeah. Well, it's good to hear. Good to see that things are happening in your life. Absolutely. This is a reminder, you're listening to the Delayed Broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Anyway, coming up in today's news, of course, we're going to do our quick uh, rundown of coronavirus stats, try and put a little bit of perspective on what is happening in the world, get rid of some of the hype and look at some reality. But of course, George Pell just seems to be unable to stay out of the news and out of the media. You might think that he would uh, look for the opportunity for retirement, but no. It's not just about the manger where the baby lay. It's not all about the angels who sing for him that day. It's not all about the shepherds on the bright and shining star. It's not all about the wise men who traveled from afar. It's about the cross, it's about my sin, it's about how Jesus came to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about the stone that was rolled away so that you and I could have real life someday. It's about the cross. 
just about the good things in this life I've done. It's not all about the treasures or the trophies that I've won. It's not about the righteousness that I find within. It's all about His precious blood that saved me. Right there was the Ball Brothers with It's About the Cross. Quite fitting for after the Easter weekend. There we Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. So what did you get up to over the Easter break, uh, Liam, apart from coming in here and doing uh, some DJ? Apart from coming in here, I um, it was Easter on Sunday. To celebrate Easter, I went for a run. Uh, when I used to, in, in Perth, traditionally they have the Easter big camp over there. And on Sunday mornings, they always have their fun run. And I thought that I'd, I'd like to keep that tradition going at home, even though I couldn't be there in person. So yeah, I did a 10k run on Sunday and had a new personal best time, which was wonderful for me. Congratulations. Thank well you. Done. How often during the week do you run? Uh, I run quite re- I've got a bit of a schedule. So on Sundays, that's my 10k run. And throughout the week, I vary it uh, no more than 5k's throughout the week, just to keep the legs warm and, and keep the, the practice going. Um, but yeah, so it, during the week, it, it's three to 5k's usually and um yeah just trying to keep fit and yeah i love running i could run to the cows come home <laughs> yeah it's just a, it, it just keeps my mind fresh and i listen to a podcast when i run um i listen to uh, some adventists a, a, a very well, well i think it's well known the the ha- burn the haystack podcast which is run by a bunch of adventists in new zealand so yeah wonderful a uh, wonderful time when I run, just clearing my head, clearing the air, making sure that everything's well with the world. 
There you go. Fantastic. So, yeah. All right. Very good. What have we got for positively different radio this morning? Uh, before we get to that, we have our quiz for this morning. Oh, of course. <laughs> quiz. Yeah. <laughs> what am I thinking? <laughs> Jumping the gun a bit. All right. Uh, okay. So here we go. This is a what number am I? This number of men died because they looked into the ark of the Lord. This number? Yeah. I've no died. idea on that one. Yeah. So if you think you know the answer, Lyle doesn't know it yet. But if you think you know the answer, give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or you can send us a text at 0491-064-669. And our prize this morning, last week we gave, uh, we gave away Your Story Hour, The Bible Comes Alive series. This week we're giving away Your Story Hour, Johann Sebastian Bach, uh, Franny Crosby plus nine plus more adventures. So this is one of the very first Your Story Hours. So it's a different story hour to last week, but it is still a Your Story Hour. Ah, this is amazing material right here. Your kids will enjoy it. You will enjoy it if you like listening to stories, if you like listening to, well, it's kind of like, you know, an old school podcast in a kind of different way. Yeah. It's dramatized a little bit. Indeed. And, uh, yeah, just fantastic. Absolutely. Um, Uncle Dan, Aunt Sue just did an amazing job for Decades, absolutely oh, yeah. decades that they put this uh, story hour out. Indeed. All right, so now that we've covered that, <laughs> um, give a, do give us a call if you know the answer, 1-800-324-843 or text on 0491 uh, Now we can get to positively different news. Now we can get to positively different news. Um, yeah, my story this morning, it is coming from... We're constantly seeing all these doctors and health experts and you know life coaches and church leaders telling us these new things to do that that are new revelations to them of how we can connect to world and how we, to, to God and how we can connect to the world. For example, last uh, or last week or the week before, we saw the Pope saying to rather than going to confession to bring your sins to the Lord and to ask for forgiveness, you can go directly to the Lord. Um, we've, heard, we've heard some health experts talk about how, firstly, clean eating clean meat is is the best option to go for, is a good option to go for, and then uh, also recently talking about how vegetarianism is also a wonderful health uh, method to clean, cleanse your system. You know, uh, make sure that you're as healthy as you can be. Um, do you have your Bible with you there? I'd just like to touch on another a new another recent thing that has come up that I've seen. And if you can open up to Matthew chapter 3 and verse 4, there's a story in there about a man, and this is touching on dietary, another dietary thing again, and a man that he was in the wilderness sort of, he he did it a little bit rough, and his choice for his diet, it was something that was very unique, something that I personally am not a huge fan of or the main part but yeah so what does it say in in Matthew chapter 3 verse 4 okay the Bible says and the same John had his clothing of camel's hair and a leather girdle around for his belt and his food was locusts and wild honey locusts and wild honey yes a recent study by the European Union or legislation has been uh, they've been trying to get this to be more popular. Okay, so what part of this diet are they been trying to get more um, popular? The well, everyone eats wild honey, right? Well, honey, 
they're trying to yeah, get. Is there a difference between wild honey and honey? I think it's all just honey, isn't it? It might be. It's processed I think it's, I think it's probably. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. It's so it was unprocessed. But back in the day when John was around, it would have all been unprocessed yeah. honey. It was just the, the way he was collecting it. I guess but he, the, he didn't own beehives. Yeah. The 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 study that the the thing that these guys are trying to get through is locusts. Well, not not specifically locusts. They're um, more in in general mealworms, crickets, and locusts. All part of they're trying to introduce that into people's diets, saying that, you know, uh, what does it say here? It said th- that sometimes, depending on on which food it is, it can produce sometimes eight times more protein by gram for gram than you know your, your meats and your fish and, and whatnot. So yeah, they're saying that this these foods that are being produced that well that these foods that some cultures have regularly they what they think they're trying to. To get everyone to get them on top of them because of the impact that it has and the ben- the health benefits that it comes around. Now I've I've watched you know Bear Grylls on on TV. Watch you know Man vs Wild. He, he eats these crazy things that I would never imagine eating. And and the Bible is very clear that a person shouldn't eat those kind of things. No. And Bear Grylls, he's a Christian. He's a devout Christian. He is. I would suggest that, you know, there's some passages here that are really well worth reading and have been highlighted by the coronavirus. Indeed. Um, and the Bible talks about, you know, that uh, grasshoppers. So let's change from locusts to grasshoppers. Yep. And let's talk about grasshoppers. The Bible says that if you're going to eat insects, they need to have legs above their feet to leap with all upon the earth. That's the King James Version. Indeed. Which simply means they need to have legs above their feet, which rules out, uh, of course, snails because snails is, uh, well, it's just a foot with eyes. Indeed. It doesn't have legs above its feet, and it certainly doesn't leap upon the ground. And so, yeah, grasshoppers, if you are into insects, the Bible says go ahead, and that's the kind of insects that you should eat. Um, and apart from that, leave insects alone. Yeah. Um, of course, here on Faith FM, we promote a uh, plant-based diet. And so the ultimate, the best, of course, is to eat a plant-based diet. But hey, if you're going to have to have to, uh, if you feel you have to have a bit of uh, flesh in your diet and you have a hankering for insects, grasshopper is the way to go. <laughs> Indeed, this is a, this is a it's a small industry, but they pump out close to 500 tons of food annually. So. No, there, there, there are still people. That, there's still people that like it. And here's the thing: they're talking about mealworms in there. No, leave the mealworms alone. The Bible is very, very clear that uh, mealworms are not a good idea to be eating those things. Mealworms do not have legs above their feet. In fact, they don't even have feet, and they certainly don't go leaping around. I don't know about you, Liam, but I have. Uh, it's been a long time since I have seen any kind of worms doing any kind of leaping anywhere. Uh, simply something that uh, that just does not take place. But yeah, I think what's important here is that the Bible is written for all cultures, and within Western culture, insects are not a part of our diet, but in many cultures they are. And so because the Bible is written for all cultures, it tells us, okay, if you're going to eat insects, these are the ones you eat, and leave the rest of them alone. So yeah, if you want to go with grasshoppers, uh, the Bible lists them here. As uh, And it says, All other flying, creeping things which have four feet shall be an abomination unto you. So all other insects, leave them be. Very they good. Are, they are not there for food. Very good. Um, now, one last quickly thing. One last quick thing before I move on. We've seen all these um, in recent times. We've seen you know, pub choirs and couch choirs and all sorts of these variants choirs where people come together to sing a song together. We can't do that very well now. But uh, coming up sh- shortly, we've got un- we've got online big camp. 
And it's something that the youth, the young adults here in the North New South Wales Conference have been doing is they are putting together their own choir. And the song that they've chosen to do is a song that we're going to play next. And it is called When We All Get to Heaven. So if you would like to get on board with this, um, yeah, you know, Big Camp is a wonderful thing to get involved with as well. Uh, so, yeah, coming up now, though, we have got, well, this will be Brayden and uh, his sister Phoebe singing it. Um, but, yeah, this is Brayden and, Phoebe and his sister Phoebe singing uh, When We All Get to heaven. So yeah, enjoy. And it seems we've got a bit of a struggle here with our technology trying to get this particular song to air. Um, we're not quite sure why that is uh, not working, but we will bring it to you as soon as we can get it sorted out. We have uh, um, we have our techs working on it very, very busily. Okay, but while they're working on that, maybe we should talk about a positively different story that came across my desk over the weekend. And, of course, this story is about a stimulus package here in Australia provided by the Australian government that you didn't know about. So it has now been 23 days. And this, by the way, as of Friday, this is a stimulus package that is going up by the day. So every day it multiplies um, and it is going directly into Australians' pockets on a daily basis. In fact, <clears throat> you don't even need to do anything to receive the stimulus package. It is going to go automatically into your bank account. So that's uh, just super exciting. So it has been 23 days since... Uh, the pokies were closed, and so far that has resulted in $722 million in Australians' pockets ready to go into productivity. And we're still having some uh, challenges here with our tech. Um, and so while we're having those challenges, I want to just say, you know, this is a great opportunity uh, while this money is going in because you know this money is going to be spent. It's going to be spent, you know, as soon as we come out of lockdown. And, of course, this is a stimulus package that is really going to people who need it because <clears throat> uh, this is an area that does tend to be dominated by, um, you know, the lower socioeconomic uh, portion of society. Um, and if it's not dominated by that particular portion of society, it certainly creates that portion of society. This is a great opportunity for the government to simply leave, leave these organisations closed. It's like, you know, we've got the stimulus package. It's pouring money into, the, into productivity, and this is, the, this is the important thing because whether the money goes into pokies or whether the money goes into Bunnings or wherever else, uh, the money is still circulating in the economy. And so the money is circulating, that makes it, that builds for a strong economy. The difference is if the money is going into, you know, your local hardware or your local, I don't know, whatever it might be, or local computer shop, <clears throat> then uh, the, the difference is that, of course, um, it's actually producing more productivity rather than just circulating the money. And so you're getting a massive return on investment uh, from keeping the pokies closed. Let's make that happen. You're the one who comes. You come to set the captives free. You're the one who comes to stand between me my enemies, you're the one who comes to break the lies that I still believe. The lies that never leave, 
to get there in the end that was Callum Endman with Letting Go you're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM just want to give a big shout out to my mate Javis down in Sydney who's listening this morning Javis go for it good to have you uh, listening to our show for the first time this morning okay let's have another clue for our quiz clue, uh, clue number two clue number two indeed this is uh, so what number am I again this is the number of kings with thumbs and big toes cut off who picked up scraps under a Donny Bazique's Table. I'm gonna How many take a bit of a stab here with one. That is not the number. So yeah. double prize is still up for still up for grabs. Of course, we have the uh, my story hour this time for a uh, different to last week, but it's still another great 
addition to the collection. If you think you know the answer to these two clues, give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or send us a text at 0491-064-669. And of course, if you are the person, first person in with the correct answer, we will send that prize your way. Okay, so looking around the world at the latest corona rankings, of course, we're all hear- hearing that the United States is leading the world with 182,000 infections, sorry, 582,000 infections and 23,500 deaths so far, uh, followed by Spain at 17 points, uh, sorry, at, followed by Italy at 20,000 deaths and Spain at 17,500 deaths. And so these are tragic figures ones that we often sort of look at at the world and go, what on earth is going on, particularly in the United States? How did they actually get it that badly? Many questions and not a lot of answers. Well, I want to say this morning that the US is not doing anything like as badly as what is often reported in the media. And you can say, well, how is that possible? 582,000 infections is off the wall. You know, Spain only has, uh, which is the next in line there, as far as infections go, only has 169,000. And the reason I'm saying that the US is not doing that badly is because these figures are just total figures. They're not a per capita figure. Mm. And so you've got to remember that there is a massive population difference between these two countries. Spain only has a population of 47 million. Yeah. America has a population of 330 million. And so you would expect the numbers, obviously, to be higher in a much bigger country. Look at a map. Spain is like the size of Texas. It's... Yeah. And if you look at the state of Texas and compare it with Spain, you're going to find a very big difference between the two. You're going to find that the US is actually doing... Well, reasonably well. Yeah. Okay, so if you look at it on a per capita basis, uh, the US is far, is actually uh, dropping as far as its death rate goes. So it rates as number 14th in the world on a per capita basis as far as deaths go and number 19th as far as infections go. So they're getting better. They're getting better. They are improving. And the other thing is that they have never been at the top of the rankings on a per capita basis um, and probably never will be. The interesting thing here is that their infection rate um, compared to their death rate is... uh, Well, that's just an interesting thing to look at. Of course, if we want to compare that here in Australia, we're doing much better. We're not number 14. Uh, we're number 74 as far as infections go and number 82 as far as deaths go. So we're not doing too badly. No, we're kind of like mid-range in the world, high to... We're in the top third. Yeah. The bottom of the top third is about where we sit in the world. And one of the reasons for that is because our... Um, our infections in Australia have been driven primarily by foreign students and a couple of large backpacker outbreaks. And so these are young people who survive, which push our death rate lower, artificially lower than a lot of other parts of the world. Mm. So, yeah, that was, uh, I thought that was interesting to share um, as to where we are sitting in the world right now. Um, so we did mention that we're going to talk about George Pell doesn't seem to be able to keep himself out of the news. Uh, you know, some people try to disappear into quiet retirement and just let it all wash over them. Not George Pell. He stepped straight into the limelight and come out swinging against his accusers, against the ABC, against the Victorian police, um, which is quite an interesting strategy. Did he even have a, have a knock at the church? 
I think he criticised the the Catholic Church for the way that wasn't reported in the news reports that I was looking at. But there's every you know I, I, yeah. haven't, I haven't read everything. I haven't um, watched the entire interview. Uh, but what's interesting is that you know my question is this: Is this the best thing for him to be doing mm. for victims? Because the number one thing that should be on Pell's mind is what is best for victims. Yeah. Should he be going straight into the media and saying, I was falsely accused and so many people are being falsely accused and we shouldn't live in a world where accusation is equivalent to guilt because it is so incredibly hard for people who have been abused to come forward and to actually... Um, speak about that to make that accusation. We know that from research. It takes you know like twenty five to thirty five years before someone will talk about abuse after it's happened as a child. And so you know, is this the best thing to be doing for uh, for um, for victims? The other thing that I'm sort of looking at here in this story is uh, where Pell has spoken about sexual abuse in the church is a moral cancer that has been cut out. I think that's a little bit early to say. Because the reality is that while it might be, a, in his view, a moral cancer that has been cut out, until you cut out the confessional, until you cut out celibacy of the priesthood, this is a cancer that will remain. I don't know why anyone would want to lie about coming up with these accusations. It's not something that you lie about. Well, it's not something you'd be proud about. Like, oh, no. yeah, I was a victim of such and such or this or that. It's not the kind of thing that you're going to talk about unless you have a need to talk about it. And You don't it, like reliving those now, scenes now every there single are, day. He is a powerful man. Yep. And there are people who are motivated to take down a powerful man. I get that. And we do live in a world where false accusations are made. And according to the High Court of Australia, there was not enough evidence. And I tend to, I, I do actually agree with them from what I've seen, is that there wasn't enough evidence to convict the guy. Um, I'm just saying, okay, after it's all over, what's the best thing for you to be doing for victims? Is this the best thing to be standing up and saying, you know, um, we shouldn't be making you know these kinds of accusations. I think the best thing for I think I think that Pell could be doing a lot better as far as victims go uh, at this particular point. Um, of course, he stated he wouldn't be surprised if the Victorian police prosecute him again, which is kind of like preparing your defence in advance, isn't it? Mm. Um, and a victim of um, media assassination by the ABC. Indeed. The song that we've got coming up next is for a very special listener of ours, uh, Diane. She's going through some tough times. So, you know, we'd like to send our prayers out to you, Diane, and make sure that uh, you're doing well in these times and that you're taking care of yourself. And if look, if you ever need any help, if you ever need any assistance with anything, if you'd like a chat, by all means, give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. And we'd, we'd be more than happy to have a chat with you. Um, but yeah, this song that we've got coming up next, this is, call, this is called Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. And it is by Danny Goki. We hope you enjoy this, Diane. Shattered like you've never been before The life you knew In a thousand pieces on the floor Words fall short in times like these But this world drives you to your knees 
You think you're never gonna get back To the you they used to be Tell your heart to beat again Close your eyes and breathe it in Let the shadows fall away Step into the light of grace Yesterday is a closing door You don't live there anymore Say goodbye to where you've been And tell your heart to beat again Let that word wash over you It's alright now Love's healing hands have pulled you through So get back up, take step one Leave the darkness, feel the sun Cause your story's far from over And your journey's just begun to Danny Gokey with Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. This is The Breakfast Show and Liam is about to give us the third clue for our quiz. Liam, go for it. Indeed, this is, again, of what number am I? Jeremiah prophesied that this country would serve the king of... uh, Sorry, Jeremiah prophesied that his country would serve the king of Babylon for how many years? Ah, that clue's just too easy. There we go. That's the one. So if you think you know the answer to this question, give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or you can send us a text at 0491-064-669. And if you're the first person with the correct answer, we will be sending you uh, your very own copy of Your Story Hour. 
Okay, so joining us on the phone this morning is Raphael Holgerson. Uh, just a little bit of background on this guy. He is one of these, I guess, foreign students stuck here in Australia. And as such, um, he's going to share with us a bit of his story, his testimony, and what he's up to at the moment. So, Raphael, welcome to the show. Can you hear us? Yeah, clearly. Hello. Okay, Raphael, it's great to have you on the show, and um, you're one of these foreign students been stuck here in Australia. We've been fe- hearing a few horror stories uh, recently about uh, <laughs> backpackers and students that have uh, been eating out of rubbish bins and sleeping on the street. Has that oh, wow. been your experience? Uh, not at all, actually. We have been so blessed here. We're living in Osa- Oasis, and we're eating like kings and queens every day. Well, that's fantastic. It's good to hear um, that things are working out well for you. How did you How did you come to be marooned here in Australia during the uh, coronavirus uh, lockdown? Yeah, I decided to go to a discipleship school called Arise, um, which started in February, and then in the middle of March it closed down because of the coronavirus, and uh, I decided to stay here in Australia. So, to, did you have the option of going home, or was it uh, more? Was it safer to stay here in Australia, or what was the uh, what was the what was your thinking as far as like, okay, I've got options here. I can go back to Sweden, or I can stay here in Australia. Um, what was what was your your thought pattern there? Um, my thought was that if I knew that if I were to go back, I would go back to uh, I would go back to my addiction and my anxiety that I had because. Uh, I've learned that boredom really breeds uh, bad well-being, and I I didn't want to go back to that. So I I, I saw that God led me to Australia, so he I'm sure that he wanted me to stay here at least a bit longer. Yeah, fantastic! I think that's a uh, a, a great idea, um, and of course, you know, um, I understand that you're staying with a number of other uh, foreign students as well. Yes, exactly. And so you're able to give each other some mutual support. What did you say? Were you able to uh, to to give each other some mutual support? Oh yeah, of course. We're everybody like encouraging each other. Uh, like everybody has tough times, and we we decided to stay together and like almost giving up our our security. Uh, every one of us. So we're in this together, and you can really feel the. A fellowship in this group. Yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, Raphael, um, I understand that you are continuing your studies, but doing it online now. I think that's the way that everybody seems to be doing it these days. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're finishing uh, the rice course online right now. Yeah, fantastic. Now, Raphael, um, just wondering whether you can uh, share with us a little bit of your story, your testimony. Um, coming from Sweden, um, how did you come to give your life to Jesus Christ? Okay, so I I was actually born and raised in an Adventist. I knew that God existed for my entire life, but I didn't really know Him. Uh, and I've uh, I've struggled a lot with uh, my sexuality because I've been always attracted towards men, uh, and this contradicts what the Bible says about it. And uh, I felt really bad about everything, and I, I lived in depression and anxiety for a very, very long time, uh, until one day when, when God, through a preacher, told me that 
he loves me whoever I am and whatever I do. And that happened like two years ago. And ever since then, I've been walking with God as much as I can. And the, uh, the Arise course that you've been doing, how has that affected your life? It has affected a lot because um, it has given me like more, a more stable ground to walk on that I can see that God is really beautiful and like there is something good to find uh, uh, by really putting your down, time down to be with him and spend time with God. Uh, that is really worth it and just seeing how loving God is uh, so it, it's changed my perspective a lot now I would imagine that there you know it'd be a significant number of our listeners who um, are same-sex attracted like yourself what would your what would what would you have to say to uh, to listeners in that kind of a, um, a situation you know it's obviously well accepted in today's society unlike mm-hmm. it was, say you know 50 years ago but what would your message be to um, particularly young people today? Uh, it would be that God's, God loves them. They are all God's children, and he, he wants to spend time with them no matter how they feel towards other people. And if we have struggles in life, when we spend time with God, he helps us uh, clear out those struggles. Yeah, fantastic. I think Liam's got a question there. Yeah, morning, Raphael. I, I just you've been talking a lot about the impact that, that God has had on you, and I, I just wanted to ask you what is what is one thing or one way that you've seen God really perform or really be be in your life in the recent times? You know, with everything going through uh, your rise course and then into this coronavirus lockdown that we're now in, what's one way that you've seen God really shine through uh, your life in in the recent times? Uh, one of the biggest things was maybe when we we have this house down here, uh, a very beautiful house on the countryside. And when, as soon as we got the text that we oh well, that we will actually get the house, uh, I knew that God was really leading us here in Australia and prov- gonna provide for us no matter what would happen. Uh, and He really has provided in every small detail also. You mentioned that you your life has changed dramatically in the last couple of years since you really realized that God loves you, you know, yeah. regardless of what your temptations are or, you know, issues or whatever there is in your life, that just God just absolutely loves you and gave his life for you and died for you. Yeah. Have you had opportunities during that time period to do things in service for God? Uh I have actually. I've um I've shared my testimony on a ASI conference uh, one year ago and uh, right now I'm actually working on a ministry here in Australia uh, with the people I live with. Okay, so these are all fellow um, Arise students that have been marooned here in the, in the country? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so what are you guys, what are you guys up to during your, uh, your downtime from doing studies? Because normally as a part of your classes you would have community outreach uh, going out into the community, obviously, you know, that's not an option that exists right no, now. No, exactly. So, so what, what do you actually do? Yeah, so we have started this ministry called The Abram Journey, and uh, you can read all about it on the abramjourney.org. Uh, and we, like, we are getting so blessed by all the new views that Arise have shown us that we're trying to 
put these blessings in like articles and blog posts and share them with people because uh, some light is always needed in these dark times. Sure. So do you get to, on your Abraham Journey website, um, what kind of blogs and articles, um, what kind of issues have been, are you discussing there? Uh, well, it's almost whatever we have uh, learned because we watch a lot of classes and we some things that we're really blessed about that we want to share. And it's, it's a lot about, so far at least, about uh, the evil of the world and it's about health and how we can live healthy, especially being uh, in quarantine, how to stay healthy and uh, have a well-being. I just got a question on your uh, choice of uh, name for this particular uh, ministry website that you're doing, the Abraham Journey. Do you see parallels between yourself and Abraham that sort of led you towards naming it the Abraham Journey? Uh, yeah, I really do. Uh, it's that I had a certain view of God that he that you needed to be a certain way to come to him and God needed me to do this and that's that. But just as uh, God called Abram to get out, he called me to get out of those presumptions and see the real view of God, the beautiful, loving God, uh, just as Abram did. Yes, I think that uh, if you look at the story of Abraham, you know, living in the city of Ur yeah. um, was certainly something that, you know, he did not have that true picture of God until he was able to get out of the city of Ur. And it's interesting, he never actually went back to uh, city living in his entire life. Lot, Lot, his, his nephew Lot went down into the city of Sodom, but, you know, Abraham lived in uh, the countryside for his entire life. Mm. Um, just from a very practical perspective, do you see a difference between, you know, living in the city and living in the country? Is it, is it uh, obviously, you mentioned you're living in, a, in the country at the moment. Is it uh, beneficial spiritually to be in a country environment rather than in a city environment? Uh, I really think it is. Uh, like every morning I see a beautiful sunrise. I can go out. There are birds. They're walking around with, um, among the trees. It's truly a blessing. And I believe you can see God's love in nature. Uh, so I think it's a big difference. And, and so you come from Sweden, um, and, which is yeah. a, just a stunningly beautiful country. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you come from the country or did you come from the city? Uh, I grew up on the countryside, uh, but then when I was 13, I moved into the city. So it's so you've, had a, you've, you've had a taste of both. Yeah. And, of course, you've got the, uh, the, the, the blessing of living in the uh, um, country there now. I think Liam had a question there. Yeah, um, I've seen that, obviously, being in lockdown, you've got plenty of things. You've got a lot of time on your hands. There's one thing in particular that I've seen. I've got a, a friend that's, that's staying with you. Um, I believe his name is James. So if you're with James, do say hi to him. Um, uh, fellow North Queenslander. Indeed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I, I follow him on, on social media and I've seen that there's, there's a board game that you've been playing. Uh, the, a board game called Go Ye. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Go Ye. Go. Uh, this is like a, a discipleship board game, isn't it? It is. Um it's a board game that we got from uh, uh, a friend of ours uh, that is about spreading, uh, planting churches. It's about the early Adventist uh, movement. 
Yeah, so that's that's one. That's obviously one way that you've been managing to to pass time. Are there any other ways that you've been passing time together as a? I guess you're you're a little family there. Are there any other ways that you've been passing time as a family to help you get you through this this isolation period? Uh, we um, like we watch a lot of classes, so that takes a lot of time. But also, we have uh, um, family or worship times together. We have three times a day. We have actually prayer. Like everybody got together and we pray, uh, just like Daniel did, three times a day, and uh, we uh, uh, we cook together, we eat together. So most of the time is spent there. Very rarely we just sit around and wait. Mm. With uh, I, I see some similarities there with you know Acts chapter two, which was a moment in church history where people had all things in common. Are you start kind of you guys start kind of following an Acts two model to uh, to make this work? Yes, exactly. Uh, we're trying to do things in one accord. We're sharing food and cooking for each other and praying together, just just like Acts two. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fantastic to actually see that in action. It's one of those. Uh, Things that you rarely see within happen within Christianity, but when it does happen and um, takes place for a period of time, for a season, I think that, um, that that's always um, a blessing. Raphael, it's been great having you come on the show this morning. Um, great really being appreciate here. hearing your, uh, your testimony and uh, what you guys are up to. We wish you all the best with uh, abrahamjourney.org. Did I get that correct? Abramjourney.org. Uh, Abram, so not the Abraham, which is the name exactly. that we, we know him of later in his life, but his initial name, which was Abram. Yeah. Abramjourney.org. Um, head over there right now, have a look, read their blog, hear their experiences, see what they're learning, and uh, you're going to have a great blessing right there. We're going to move on with our show right now, but uh, Raphael, it's been a privilege having you here. Thank you so much. This is Lauren Daigle with Power to Redeem. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. You take what is And you make it beautiful When love floods
rejoice, O child of God. Lift your eyes to see with every morning light. Again, we are redeemed. Rejoice, O child of God. team here at Faith FM want to encourage you to be God's hands and feet in your communities, to stay positive and to stay connected in this virus season. Remember to call your friends and family and ask if there's anything they need, whether it's food, some toilet paper or just a chat. Little things like this make a big difference to loved ones who just want to know that you're safe and sound. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But now there's a new approach to help us be more forgiving. A program called Forgive to Live. It's designed to help us all improve our lives. You'll discover the healing power of forgiveness. A relationship breakdown, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. Through Forgive to Live, you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. 